Welcome to You Wear It Well. Hi, I'm your host, Jeff Heiserman, physical therapist and founder and CEO of Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services. We're at the intersection of fashion and technology, otherwise known as wearables. We look at the people, products, and research that make up this exciting world of wearables. Are you a fashion designer, electrical engineer, or someone with the dream of designing a wearable? Apply for membership to my LinkedIn group page, Biotech Fashion, and join in the discussion. Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services provides a broad array of design and engineering professionals for your wearable project. We feature the following design specialties, pattern making, digital textile, athletic wear, sensor, fashion, exoskeleton, robotics, and mechatronics. We also offer beta testing of your wearable in our private clinic. You choose the demographics and sample size, send us the sample, and we take care of the rest. For more information, go to www.spectrumergonomics.com for more information. Did you find that having to work with other disciplines, did you find that a bit daunting when you first started in, in doing designing or was it, was it fairly natural for you? I, I was a bit apprehensive. I've, I've been doing it for a while now, but I was a bit apprehensive at first just because fashion can be looked at as very superficial. And I didn't want, you know, in the, in the medical realm of such an incredible such an incredible field and there's so much knowledge and I I don't have that I'm not pretending to have that so I was a bit apprehensive at first but actually everyone that I've worked with have, has never ever made me feel like that and like we were talking about before this kind of crossing of knowledge as long as you have respect for the other person it's all just about learning new things and then that's when something a truly incredible product or incredible service can can mm -hmm. be made and can come across so I feel like it's almost a bit I don't, I don't want to say selfish but it's, it's so insular just to work in one kind of field like of course have your specialism but be open to learning new things and open to working with different people I mean I worked with the um open style lab as a design fellow in the summer of 2020 and it was just such a fantastic experience because they uh, they combined design fellows, communications fellows, oc occupational therapists, engineers and people with disabilities. And we worked in groups and the Open Star Lab is based based in the, uh, New York. Um, so it was all online, but we kind of posted things all around the globe and it was in the height of lockdown. So, yeah, it was a bit of a challenge to try and kind of co-design virtually when you know clothing such a physical wearing wearables you know make, it's difficult to try and do fittings online <laughs> let's just say that 
but it was such an incredible experience because everyone was I I learned so much and I hopefully taught some people about fabrics and fit and clothing and it was just it was brilliant honestly so yeah now I I wouldn't do a project that didn't have some interdisciplinary collaboration in because it's too it's too insular I won't learn that's an excellent point and just so you know those of us in the medical field a lot of us are not artistically inclined Uh, we don't even know the color wheel um it just we we buried ourselves we buried ourselves in other books you know while you were studying colors and studying fabric we were studying anatomy we were studying physiology we were taking a look at you know how how the lungs work you know so for us it was like well well pink that's the color of the lung when it's healthy or you know know, we can be intimidated as well so i think um seeing your experience and you then you generated it into sharing your experiences as a designer with medical people with engineering people with communications people yeah we all have to be open-minded we all have to see that we need each other we need to work together because if we're going to improve the quality of life for people it's got to be teamwork because obviously we've not been able to get it done on our own Um, and the the market of wearables proves that if if we could do it all on our own with our own little disciplines it would have happened a long time ago but it's not and it's we're only seeing it because we're coming together to do that and i I think yeah and it's exciting to to see that do you what are some of the what are some of the future things that you're looking at doing Um, i mean if it's a project that you're working on and you know you you can't do any disclosure that's fine but what are some of the things that you're looking at in the future for you to do what do you see some needs out there sure sure so yeah no i'm very open yeah it's it's all fine i'm um i'm actually looking at uh working in education and research at the moment rather than kind of working towards a specific product and getting that to market um one of the main things that i found in uh, my work in the adaptive wear space and trying to analyze my own position is that co-design and collaboration is the only way forward. And a lot of these, a lot of these spaces where decisions are being made, the, you know, that starts in design school. So how, how do you get a job as a fashion designer? Most likely you have to go through design school and then go up and then hopefully get the job. And then if if design school isn't accessible, how do we get disabled and older voices into these spaces to actually create products, services that will work, that will help people? You know, it's it's so easy to kind of be like praised or you're like as if it's like a charitable thing, but no, 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 no. For sure, it is not a charitable thing. It's just something that needs to happen. So I'm working with different, I'm working uh, back at the RCA and then uh, at London College of Fashion as well. And then also some um, primary and schools um, for children with special needs to work and bring um, bring people in that do have a disability of some sort to actually work and co- uh, collaborate with the designers of the future. Um, so we're doing prolonged workshops and it's all about collaboration and co-design and getting kind of typical fashion students in these institutions to kind of broaden their minds and see, oh, you know, there's a whole there's a whole different outlook that I could explore here by working 
specifically with disabled or older people um and a lot of it is really kind of an intergenerational outlook as well so i worked with a um care home and a primary school um to create some uh blankets that we all made and kind of co-designed together and then donated to the home that was a past project um but now i'm going to be working with share community who are a charity in london um, who work with adults with learning disabilities autism um and we're working directly with the rca students come the new year uh and it's oh my goodness i'm so excited about it you know covid willing i think it's going to be such like a humbling and creative and exciting and expressive and just joyous products just like completely down to earth and human centered I am so excited for this to happen so yeah I think it's um, my focus now is access and then trying to fight ableism in uh, education and higher education specifically at the moment very very noble cause Uh, I agree with you 150 percent I think the, the the younger generation you know getting harvesting their talents to move in this particular direction to to improve the quality of life I, and it, and when we improve the quality of life of, of the individuals we work with we're improving our quality as well uh, it, it goes like you said it goes both ways it, and I think that's when when you're helping people it's more than just oh here let me do this for you and like no we're doing it for everybody because when we can start bringing people into the community we can bring them back into the community um, their self-esteem goes up goes way up uh, they might even go back to work you know, and and contribute financially as well to the community. So they're not just out there, but they're actually back in contributing. And then their self-esteem goes up even more. And, you know, now they're back out to dinner. They're with friends. They might be taking the bus to going to work. Whatever it might be is that they're getting back into what we used to say is the swing of things. They're getting back into the, the whole rhythm of life again as as we are as a community, whether it's whether it's London, England, or it's, you know, a small town, wherever it is, people are getting back into society and and reintegrating. My final question for you, and I ask all my special guests this question is, where do you see your sector of wearables in the next five years? Yes, what a question. Yes. (laughs) Hopefully, and I'm really praying for this, is kind of some of the notes that I've already mentioned. So really more of an intergenerational focus. So not saying this product is for people 80 plus, but something that really can work across generations. And then it's kind of less stigmatized, perhaps. And it's more of just like a desirable product or something that we had touched on before. Um, And hopefully just a lot more accessible. I'd like to hear like there are incredible disability rights activists and um, voices of disabled people that we need in design rooms. And that's not that's not for their lack of trying. It's it's the design that needs to catch up. Like the voices are there. The people are there that are wanting to to, um, really really tell their story and their incredible kind of design knowledge you know disabled people are the most incredible designers because they have to hack everything in their lives to work for them they have to do it all themselves so to kind of impart some of that knowledge onto the design and wearable side hopefully so it's more of like an equal footing and people are in the room I would love to see um 
And then I guess more kind of economically viable wearables as well. I mean, we all, you know, there are incredible, incredible um, projects and really exciting kind of innovations and breakthroughs. And I know this is how it works. You know, you have to have it, you know, it goes from super expensive and it kind of trickles down to something like a product that you can actually buy or get, you know, get access to in the everyday. But hopefully more products and projects that people can afford, people can test more every day, and then there's just a wider access to them. I've just, um, I'm I'm one of the founding members of a new, uh, in London, the Adaptive Fashion Network. So that's run with an amazing bunch of people. So Dr. Joe Gooding, Victoria Jenkins, who's the founder of Unhidden, which is an amazing adaptive clothing store. Um, And uh, Judith Cook, who, who runs Elba London Lingerie, that's front opening um, bras and things like that as well as a load of other incredible people that I won't mention um, and we're we're trying or we're, we're storming full, full speed to work kind of across these sectors and try and just sp- spread this information so from government to education to uh, industry and hopefully the Adaptive Fashion Network will have have a have a hand in these some of some of these goals that I've, that I've mentioned. That's fantastic. I, I I like the whole moving forward in that five years because, as we know, that's it can never be fast enough for for that particular market. Because, like you said, those folks have voices, and they've been voicing for many years, but we've just never really until the last maybe five to 10 years really stepped forward and said, "Yeah, something needs to be done about this." Uh, and, and I think it's and, and folks like you are the ones to do that you have the creative knowledge you have the the you have that that artsy brain so to speak that that can pull that off um which we need that help in the medical profession and the technological profession uh, we need that kind of help we we don't have that our, our brains work differently so we need we need full brain we need a full brain sitting out in front uh, you know, <laughs> with all these different you know all the different uh talents and and uh, all the the neurons firing so that you know we can get all these ideas and integrate it together because it, it truly does take that. And um, I like the idea of an adaptive network. I like the idea that, um, you know, there's a big push um, education wise, as well as knock on the government's door. I mean, what, what government doesn't need their door knocked on and say, um, instead of just throwing money at something here, here's what we can offer you. We don't need a lot of money, but what we need is, is we need access. And so government can open up access as well, which I think is very important um, sometimes it can be governments can be very overregulating, so that we can't get things done. And I understand regulation is necessary. So I, I think it's really nice the approach that the that the network is taking uh, on that. So I think overall, just uh, the direction you're going is fantastic, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show because um, I took a look at the things that you've been doing, and we've you know talked earlier. And I thought that, yeah, this is something that the world needs to know about. And uh, we need to, to move forward at an even faster pace so that it doesn't take 400 years to get a real good hospital clothing for, for people that are that are in the hospital. Well, I do want to have you back on the show again at some point, probably in the next year, because a year from now, you're probably going to be deep into another project that you we certainly want the world to know about. So um, I will... I will certainly uh, ask you if you come up with something new, if there's something that pops up sooner than a year, please you know, send me an email. We'll keep in contact so we can get you back on the show and, and discuss that. 
Also, too, as the, as the network continues to move forward, um, I would I would like to, if we have a few representatives from the network, maybe we can have you back on the show as well as some other representatives, and let's uh, we can have a little more of a roundtable type of uh, discussion about that. I think that might be really nice for our listeners to hear that too. So so let's 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 um, plan on that. Let's take a look at some point uh, when when your life slows down a little bit, where you can concentrate on that as as the planning stages become it becomes more of an on track uh, network, which I'm assuming it's getting close to being on track. And then we could we could put that on and present and have a whole presentation or maybe a couple presentations on that, because I think that's really fascinating, the the direction that you're going there in London with that. So, again, I want to thank you, Ellen, for taking time out of your busy day to come on board and, and share with what you're doing, because I think it, it's got a lot of a lot of good things on the way very quickly, it sounds like that um, is really long overdue. So, again, from from um, myself as the medical person and the technology side, you know, thank you again, all of you fashion, creative, artsy people coming on board to uh, make a difference in people's lives and, and getting people back in the groove, so to speak, so they can be back into the community. So once again, thank you. And um, I hope you have a very uh, successful year coming up ahead for this program. And I'm, I'm excited about it myself. I'm not, I'm not even a part of it, but I think that's really exciting to hear. So Again, oh, Jeff, you could be. Yeah, that would be. That all sounds so fantastic. We would love to do a roundtable or something in the new year, perhaps. Sure. Got just in, incredible voices. So, thank you so much for having me. It's been such. It's been a dream. Well, thank you very much too. And yeah, let's let's uh, let's keep the connections going in the next few weeks and take a look at getting together uh, this this roundtable from the the network there. I think that would be fantastic. I, I, just a great idea. And any any ideas I can get like that, I appreciate. So, you take care and have a good rest of your day. You too. Thanks so much, Jeff. You're welcome. Are you a startup? wearable company don't know where quite to go from here well you have the questions and spectrum ergonomics has the answers go to our company website at www.spectrumergonomics.com and click on the link wearables there you'll find a wide variety of services and other contractors that we work with to help make your product become a reality. We're here to help you through the process of iteration to packaging and beyond. Hey, if you're a startup wearable company and you'd like to be able to get your information on this podcast, please contact me at my company website, www.spectrumergonomics.com. I'd love to be able to feature a little bit about what you're doing to let the world know about your wearable. Well, thanks for joining me at the intersection of fashion 
and technology. And may you wear it well.